Welcome to episode one of Money Equals M Squared, brought to you by Lagus, Lucas, and Torello Wealth Management. My name is Mike Torello, and this is my co-host, Mike Lucas. Mike and I are two of the three partners at Lagus, Lucas, and Torello Wealth Management. We decided to put a series together to talk about the most asked questions by our clients. I'm going to take you through today some of what those questions are and what we might be able to do to help you pursue financial freedom. What our plan is, is to put out an episode each week. We're going to keep these episodes around a half an hour long, and we're going to answer one specific topic that our clients have specifically asked us about. If we need to bring in another professional to answer these more intricate questions themselves, we will do that so you can get the answers directly from them. If you have something you'd like to learn about or someone specifically you'd like to hear from, get in touch with us on our website at lltwm.com or on Instagram at Team LLT. With that, let's get started with money equals M squared. Thanks, Mike. And I'm going to talk about today's topic, fresh year, fresh start. There are four important things that we're going to talk about in this episode today. The first thing is planning with goals. Second is budgeting. Third is debt overview. And fourth is saving strategy. Let's dive quickly into planning with goals. Any goal worth having is worth planning for, whether it's a weekend vacation or to start retirement. Now, clearly, if you're going to start retirement this year, you should be planning ahead of time. But being a fresh year, it's important to figure these things out before we get to those points in time. Second, we'll talk a little bit about budgeting, whether it's the groceries and inflation that we're dealing with today or whether it is one of those weekend vacations or a longer vacation, it's important to put a budget together to make sure that that event is going to be a fun and exciting event that you don't have to worry about. Third, let's talk about debt overview. There's many different types of debt, some of it good debt, like a mortgage, or some of it bad debt, like some type of credit cards that you may have. It's important to figure out where you stand in those scenarios. And lastly, let's talk about a saving strategy. Whether it's retirement, whether it's short-term savings, or whether it's savings for intermediate goals like putting an addition on a house, it's important to put together a plan for that saving strategy so you can execute it in a comfortable manner. Next, let's take a look at our community spotlight. Welcome to our community spotlight. What we are going to do on each episode is we are going to spotlight a small business that's in our community. We know how important our communities rely on small businesses and their success, and we want to point out some of the businesses that are important to us. Today's spotlight is going to focus in on Branford Hobbies, located at 609 West Main Street in Branford, Connecticut. Their phone number is 203-488-9865. Branford Hobbies carries a wide selection of hobby products. They have everything from radio-controlled cars, boats, helicopters, and model trains. They've been a family-owned business for six decades, so if you're looking for a place to stop by and try out a new hobby and somewhere that can help you with your current one, check them out. So I've been into Branford Hobbies. You know, Mark and his family have owned the business for over six decades, and it's a place that you can really go to try out some of these new hobbies. If you have a child that's looking to get into model trains or model airplanes, it's something that where you can get a personal touch to really help you get started with this type of hobby. Again, we're talking about Branford Hobbies today at 609 West Main Street in Branford, Connecticut. Welcome back. Let's first talk about planning with goals. 
Some of the goals that we talked about before were planning for a vacation. Whether it's a short one or a long vacation, it's important to plan for. Would you say so, Mike? Absolutely. I mean, vacations can get very expensive if you're taking a family to Disney, you know, or it could be a nice weekend getaway, but you still got to put some time into planning it. <laughs> you're definitely going to want to talk to us if you're going to go to that Disney vacation. It can get expensive pretty fast. But it's important to plan for those type of things. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do to, stop, to start planning for it. Absolutely. So, Mike, where... If I'm trying to take my family on vacation, where should I start to get that plan done in advance? Well, obviously, you got to look at the cost. So a weekend in vacation in, in Disney, you're going to want to estimate that out ahead of time. And you can easily go on a website to look for that stuff. Um, if you want to make it more special, you can work specifically with travel agents. You know, they'll help you. They'll, you could tell them what your budget is and where you'll fall on those lines. Um, that's one of the things. What are some other things, Mike? I think the biggest thing, like you said, is getting that cost figured out. Most people, when they run into problems with vacations, is they always have surprise costs. So I think creating that fund right up front and really figuring out exactly what it's going to cost so they can properly budget for it kind of fits in with having that plan. So that way they're not surprised and they have to do some of the other stuff we're going to talk about later, like end up putting it on a credit card or running into debt to have their family enjoy themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So now that we've got that cost squared away, what are some things that we can do on a regular basis to start saving for those type of things? Figuring out how much it's going to cost you and then how much you're going to have to put away each month, right? If we can figure out a systematic savings plan to put away the money for your vacation leading up to it, you'll save for it in small increments each month until it comes for that time. Some larger trips might take years to save for, where other small ones you can plan for in a couple weeks. Now that you're planning for vacations, you can put a deposit down and make payments to that as well. That helps foot that bill when the, t when the time does come. What's nice with that too is you're not saving and then trying to pay the bill. You're just paying for your trip directly just over time. Definitely lets you enjoy it a little bit more, that's for sure. Uh, let's talk about another goal that we plan for uh, the beginning of the year. Um, whether it's retirement like we talked about before, whether retiring this year or whether retiring in 30 years. Um, one of the things that we do on a regular basis is help people plan for these type of things. Now, obviously, like we said before, if you're planning for retiring this year, you're going to want to just probably speak to us at least five or six years ahead of time. But Mike, walk us through someone who's younger who wants to start planning now. What are some things that they can do to help? Absolutely sure that they take advantage of all of their compensation package. So a lot of compensation packages at work will have matches into retirement programs. And that's something that we encourage all of our clients to share with us. So that way we can make sure they're taking advantage of their full compensation. From there, it's figuring out how much they can afford to recreate that income during their working life when they're in retirement. So one of the things that I found, you know, when I was starting out is like, I never saw the retirement in sight. It was always so far away. So some of the things that we help clients with on a regular basis is do some sort of retirement needs analysis. Because yeah, like, like you said before, Mike, you could save 50 or 100 or $200 per pay, pack, pay peer, but where is it going to get you in the grand scheme of things when you retire? How is your retirement going to look like? So if you do a retirement needs analysis, that'll help you envision what retirement will look like, what type of income you could take. That includes Social Security, some of those pensions and stuff like that that you talked about. So doing a retirement needs analysis, I think, is really important to figuring out what some of those goals are. And if you want to get a fresh start for 2023... That's something that you could do to help you plan for. So that way, as you get older, you know more of what those costs are going to be. 
as you get older, you'll do things like pay off your mortgage. And now you don't have to budget for your mortgage in retirement and it completely adjusts the plan. So those are, that's why it's extremely important to just adjust that every single year when we're working through those annual reviews with our clients. Absolutely. And last thing that we'll talk about for planning goals, let's plan for, for school, for college, you know, for, for, uh, for a child. So what are some things that you would suggest to do, whether you're just starting or whether you're closer to? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing that people focus in on when they're planning for college is the cost of college and how are they going to save on it. But when we try to take people through planning for college, we look at everything. So we're looking to look at what type of options do you have to pay for school, whether it be just traditional paying or some student loans on top of what is the actual cost of the schools that you're looking at. That includes things like room and board, books, the actual tuition itself, and what types of scholarships and grants are going to be available to you based on your situation. All of that factors into our college plan that will help you plan with. Similar to like we were mentioning with the retirement needs analysis, we will do a college needs analysis and we can do that for any specific school in the country. So you're, so you're saying, Mike, if you want to go to send your, your son, Michael, to Princeton, you'll figure out how much. Yeah. And that's, that's the important thing. You know, I talk about this all the time with my clients. My wife and I both went to Pace University. So it's important for us to have that number in our mind. However, if we can't afford Pace, because it's quite expensive, we'll also look at the costs of, say, UConn or Central Connecticut, because they're state schools and generally less expensive. Brought up a good point there, Mike. Nowadays, no matter how much you save, I think some of these kids growing up are going to have some type of college debt. And it's okay to have that type of debt. That is one of the things that we'll talk about a little bit later on. That's an okay debt to have. Now, no debt. I know a lot of people want to just eliminate it, but it's okay to have debt like that. All right. So the next thing that we're going to talk about today is focusing in on your budgeting. So when we talk about focusing on their budgeting, there's three things that we want to focus on at the beginning of the year to help you get off to a fresh start. So one of those things is setting up an actual budget and focusing in on your monthly payments. The second is your spring cleaning of subscriptions. And then the third is really assessing where you're spending your money in each given month. So Mike, let's talk about taking a look at those monthly payments. What's something that someone can do to really take a good look at how much they're spending? Well, at the beginning of the year, you want to get organized with a lot of topics. So one of the things that I suggest us to do is set up some type of Excel spreadsheet that goes through what your monthly expenses are. So um, I I know sometimes you pay for cash for certain things. So this specific month, if we're going to try to organize it, we want to try to spend as much on a debit card or credit card as possible so we can track that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the most important things when you're using those electronic payments is That way you can actually see where you're spending and then you can create a real budget, right? A lot of people, when they bring me their budget, they'll show me what their bills are. They show me their mortgage or their rent and they show me how much their car payment is, but they don't know how much they spend on groceries. Actually now with inflation the way that it is, I mean, prices of certain things are double or triple what they were prior. So even more so now in the time that we're in, it's important to budget this stuff in an Excel format would look great. Absolutely. So, you know, using your debit card or using your credit card for a couple months and really assessing your spending, could you, let's talk a little bit more about that and why that's so important and exactly what we're looking for. Sure, absolutely. So when you're, when you're looking through your credit card, there are maybe excess. Might not even use anymore. So that's one of the hot topics to help cutting down some of the costs is you could look at that old, you know, Netflix or, or, or an old show like, um, Peacock or, or Peacock Plus, you might not even use that anymore. You might have used it for one episode and then you're like, I don't even use it anymore. So those are some expenses that you can cut 
Yeah, streaming subscriptions is something that we've seen a lot of. You know, people got rid of cable, you know, a lot over the last couple of years. And then you have to stream. And they don't realize that instead of having just that one cable bill every month, now they have eight, nine, ten streaming platforms, which might be costing them more than if they just had that one cable bill that they thought they were saving on. Absolutely. That definitely narrowed the um, another thing too, we're kind of taking a look at those subscriptions is taking a look at your apps on your phone. A lot of people don't realize, you know, when they buy these apps on their phone that they automatically renew and on your debit card statement, they just show up as a bill to Apple. So you're not really sure, you know, how much storage do you have on your phone? Are you paying for the right amount? You know, are you paying for Weight Watchers or something else that's on a monthly subscription that you just don't use anymore? And it would make sense to just save that money. <laughs> yeah. Key in this area, and I think having an Excel format to go through it helps out. Absolutely. We call this spring cleaning your subscriptions. This is something that we think you should take a look at definitely on an annual basis to really help you and see, you know, this is a way you can actually save hundreds of dollars each month. Awesome. Next topic is let's talk about debt. It's important to review your debt situation. Like we said before, the beginning of the year is probably the best time to do it. And you've got good debt and bad debt. So, Mike, let's talk a little bit about credit cards. Credit cards are notorious for being the worst debt out there. Tell us, what you, tell us your thoughts on that. Sometimes credit cards get a bad rap. But what it is is you just don't want to carry large balances on your credit cards and pay high interest. Credit cards, when used properly, can be a great source of creating benefit points and getting things like free travel and flights and stuff like that. But what you don't want to do is carry that balance because then your minimum payments are going to go up every month and you're going to be spending more of your income on interest than you did on the actual item itself. So what you're saying, credit cards are good as long as you use them properly. And one thing that's extremely important this year is if you're someone that uses credit cards a lot, make sure you take a look at your interest rates. Because with interest rates rising, you're going to see the rates rise on your credit card. So if you do carry a balance, you're going to be paying more in interest this year than you did last year. A look at changing some of those over. I know there's a lot of 0% uh, initiatives to, to move money over different accounts. Just be cognizant you're opening up another account, and that's going to affect your credit history. So if you're looking to buy a house or you need some type of financing somewhere else, make sure you look at that before you just switch it over. It might make more sense to try to pay that down before switching it to a 0%. About in a future episode is signing some tips for getting ready to buy a house, as well as some tips for managing your credit as a whole, because knowing what your credit score is and how to manage your overall credit profile is one of the most important things that we can do ourselves. Awesome. All right, so next, let's talk about student loans, all right? That's a hot topic. It's been a hot topic in government. Um, you know, it, getting out of college, you're, you're gonna get a mass with all of this college debt. You don't know what to do with it. Let's talk a little bit about why it's important to, to try to draw that down. As student loans fall into one of the categories of good debt. Student loans are loans that most people in the country have, and they have a fixed maturity, which means they're going to be paid off at a certain time in the future. The things that I focus in on my clients with is most of clients, they have this student loan debt before they had their first job. They, they have it. They have to pay it off. They didn't really choose it. It kind of came just based on the school that they chose. So the important thing is to stick with that monthly payment and pay it off. The unfortunate side, most student loans have either 10 or 20 year payment schedules. So basically by going to college and taking on a lot of debt. Absolutely. And again, there are certain things you could do to help pay that a little bit more down every single year to, to get it from 10 years to eight years, you know, but it is okay to have that type of debt and it, it helps you start saving because what that, when that time's up, that eight years or 10 years, guess what? Anything you're saving towards the college debt, 
you could put towards other things, whether short-term savings, long-term savings, or retirement. Let's talk a little bit about home loans. All right, home loans, back in the day, it was always important to carry some type of loan. Um, But now, a lot of those tax advantages have gone away with some of the standard deductions that are out there. And we'll talk about taxes and things like that another time. But Home loans are okay mortgage to have, especially if they're low rates. And a lot of the ones that we've seen over the last couple of years are still low. Now, interest rates have started to creep back up again. So it's something that we want to try to calculate how much we can afford for a house because we don't want to get into a position where we can't afford it. Absolutely. We've seen interest rates almost double on home loans in the last year, year and a half. So what's important now is if you're in the market to buy a house, to make sure that you're really calculating that payment of how much home can I afford today, not how much could I have afforded a year ago. For the same token, if you're already in your house, it's not the market right now to refinance like it was over the last five, 10 years where every time you saw a better rate, it made sense to refinance because you probably aren't going to get a better rate today that's what's going to happen with interest rates over the next couple of years. So we'll just keep an eye on that. But it's important to bring that up. And last is car loans. Um, car loans are, are one of those things that are it's a tripping, tricky topic because a lot of these car agencies, they, they, they want to sell cars. You know, they, they give you initiatives to take out a loan to be able to, to purchase a car. So some of those loans could be 0% or 0.9%. And that's not something that's really going to hurt you in terms of taking out a loan. It's okay to take out a loan and pay that back on a regular basis because interest rates are so low. But when you get into the used car spectrum, um, it's hard to find loans that are really competitive. You're gonna look at paying five, six, seven, or 8% based on your credit history. So car loans are something that we look at a little bit more closely and you gotta justify, does it make sense to get a used car? Does it make sense to buy a new car because I have a lower interest rate? So those are things that you're gonna wanna think about before purchasing a new car with car loans is it's a moving target, right? It's something that if you can borrow the money for almost nothing, it makes sense to put less down because you can have that money work harder for you, sometimes even in a savings account. So it's important to really take a look and that's something that ask us questions on. We appreciate those questions and we can run those numbers for you. So what you're saying, Mike, is if you can borrow the money for $0 a month and then you can invest a two or 300 bucks a month with us, to have a more intermediate term account that potentially can grow at a higher rate of return, that may be something that you want to look into. It could give you an opportunity to be able to make more money than just paying off the car loan. Absolutely. So these are some things to think about, and we're available to ask these questions, and that's why we do things like this. So if you've got questions like this, make sure you reach out. Perfect. So just to wrap up, you know, some of these debts that we talk about are bad debt. Some of it's good debt. Sometimes there's lower interest and higher interest. That's a very tricky topic. We just wanted to give you guys an overview. So that way, if you do have questions, come to us, ask us your specific questions, and we'll go from there. So the last step to get you started with a fresh year and a fresh start is to really talk about your saving strategies and creating that savings plan. So this is going to work in conjunction with everything we've talked about so far, creating your goals, budgeting, and taking a look at your debt. So once we've reviewed everything, and created that plan and our goals and what we wanna do, the last step is to look at savings. And here are some things that we really believe in. Paying yourself first, creating a systematic savings plan, and having a target. So first, Mike, let's talk about paying yourself first. People hear this a lot, but exactly. 
Yeah, it, it can come down to a couple different things. Obviously, one goal for everyone probably is going to be to retire. So obviously paying yourself first is putting money towards your retirement. But it could be putting money towards something that's something I like to do. So both Mike and I like to golf. It could be, you know, a nice golf trip or, or, or it could be, you know, a, you know, a trip to, you know, go fishing you know, somewhere else. So put aside some money for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And when you say pay yourself first, you mean before we pay our bills, right? Correct. Yeah. So the next thing is really creating that systematic savings plan. So when we're talking about systematically savings, we're talking about figuring out a fixed dollar amount, doing that every single month and really making it an expense that you have, but that expense benefits yourself. Absolutely. And there's no right answer here. Okay. Sometimes, you know, you can get started with $25 a month. You know, sometimes it could be three or four or $500 a month. Sometimes people like to do percentages of their pay. So there's no right way to do it. You just got to get filled into like our last target there, which is having a target. So what do we mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, there's no right answer with it, but it's something. And it could be as small as 50 or or $100 a month, or it could be something that you, know, you, re- you really want to shoot for. It could be a really expensive vacation to go internationally or something along those lines where you might have to save 1000 or 2000 Right. Like we said, like if you want to take the family to Disney, it's going to cost you five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. That might take you a couple years to plan. But once you have the total number in the goal and you can figure out how much it's going to cost each month, you can put that aside every single month. So that way you know when it's time to go on your trip it's time to just go on the trip. Exactly. And then when it comes down to it, it might take a couple, like you said before, it might take a couple of years for you to get there. But the more important thing is when you're there, you're going to have fun. You're not going to have to worry about budgeting and stuff like that or, or, or occurring a debt that you don't want to have. Absolutely. And everything we've talked about up to this point has been fun stuff, right? We've been talking about traveling and trips and things like that. But this is how we plan for every single goal that somebody has. When we're helping them save systematically, it's to save to send a child to college. It's to save to help yourself retire and have that income for the rest of your life. All of these strategies work together, and this is really what we're working towards. Yeah, your pursuit of financial freedom. Absolutely. Okay, to wrap it all up, I just want to focus on it. We'll just recap what those four main things we talked about were. It's having a goal for that fresh start, having a budgeting, talking about debt, and then getting a savings plan together. So that will help you get a fresh start of a, on a new year. So Mike, let's talk a little bit about goals. What are some things? Yes, goals. so the most important thing with the goals, like we said, is really creating those goals, setting a target for them, and figuring out a plan for how much each of those goals are gonna cost. So that way you can move. Absolutely, and that brings us to our next section, budgeting. So it's important to, what we talked about with budgeting is become organized with budgeting. So whether it's doing a spreadsheet or some people are old school, you're just writing it down manually. I think having it in front of you and looking at it was what our takeaway is for budgeting. The biggest thing with that, that falls into debt, right? Why do we want to know how much debt that we have and how much debt do we want to clean up? So that way we can make sure that it works into the budget and that way it works into our goals, which are all working together. And lastly, and lastly, that kind of brings us into what's left in that budget will go towards savings, all right? So the savings we talked about, that could be long-term, short-term savings, or even retirement savings. And one of the things that I took from that is pay yourself first. I think this was a great start. I think we got through a lot of stuff today. So this was episode one of Money Equals M Squared. Make sure you check us out online at lltwm.com or on Instagram at Team LLT. 
The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Satera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only and should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, or attorney for details related to your specific goals, risks, and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. Lagus Lucas and Torello Wealth Management operates under Satera Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of Lagus Lucas and Torello Wealth Management. You should always obtain a prospectus when available prior to investing to know your risk, costs, and fees associated with the investment. The advice and strategies presented today are general in nature and should not be used in your planning until you consult with your attorney and CPA on your specific situation. Satera Investors is a marketing name of Satera Investment Services, securities and insurance offered through Satera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC, advisory services offered through Satera Investment Advisors, LLC. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity, 127 Washington Avenue, Second Floor West, North Haven, Connecticut, 06473, phone number 203-239-4545. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fees based on assets or registered representatives who offer brokerage services and receive transaction-based compensation or both an investment advisor representative or registered representative who can offer both types of service.